0: To another edition of Ben's Bet's podcast. So, last week, week eleven of the college football season, uh, your boy went six and four. I'm sorry, so, yeah, six and four in college football, and zero and one in NFL. Started out the day very hot. Michigan State plus eighteen didn't hit. I jumped on that line late. I jumped on it literally two minutes before kickoff. It just kept growing and growing, and I was like, a ranked team is an underdog by eighteen points in a divisional game where the last five years the game's been decided by five by one possession or less basically with ohio state well i got proven wrong and that line was justified because ohio state blew michigan state out of the water wasn't even a game at all so disappointed in that so an 0-1 start didn't like it next thing you know texas tech minus seven and a half i believe they beat um baylor they beat baylor uh, by 14 i believe so that clinched that wake forest Wake Forest was down 17 points right before half, they got the ball back with like 18 seconds left, drove down the field, somehow put up a field goal before half, so they were down 14 points at half, next thing you know, they win the game by 21 points, so I had Wake Forest in a pick'em, and I got Wake Forest in a pick'em. Maryland plus 17, that game was not really a game at all, I thought Maryland would show more fight, they did not. Uh, there was a point there where Maryland was only down by 18. I thought they could do a little sneaky backdoor cover for me didn't get the job done there so I was beat there uh, Michigan won big in that game so I was two and two then I reeled off four straight wins Kentucky plus two and a half won easily Kentucky blew out Vanderbilt I don't think Kentucky should have been the favorite in that game in the first place that's just something I know but you know Vegas and the rest of the public are dumb and they think oh no Vanderbilt should be the favorite nope Kentucky should have been the favorite. So Kentucky wins there. Washington State minus 1, they beat Utah State 33 to 25. I'm sorry, they beat Utah 33 to 25. I really didn't have much concern with that game at all. Washington State was a ranked team on the road. They played most of their games to start the year at home, so they weren't doing too great on the road, however, now that Washington like Washington lost that Friday night before to Stanford, so Washington State had a clear path to the Pac-12 title game. So I thought I knew they'd come out and play a big game, and that's exactly what they did. So Washington State won for me there. Northwestern minus four and a half. They held on against Purdue to win that game 23-13. They were up seventeen, nothing and a half, kinda had that game intact all along. I just wanted to make sure they You know, didn't get a bad beat there at the end, and only win by three or something like that. But they got the job done. Tulane minus five. That game was a roller coaster up and down. Tulane was up 24-17, I believe, with like less than a minute left. Next thing you know, East Carolina drives right down the field on them, scores a touchdown with like a couple seconds left. So they go to overtime, and I'm like, I got a minus five. I'm worried because they can't just win with a field goal. That'd be, still be a bad beat. I'd still lose. However, Tulane goes for it on 4th and 1 at ECU 16 in overtime. They get it, convert it. And in that same play, they scored a touchdown. So went up 7, stopped ECU when they got the ball, so they clinched for me. So that was 6-2. and two. Then Tennessee plus 12.5. Tennessee got blown out by Missouri. Um, a, a couple weeks now, I've picked against Missouri both times. They have burned me. Absolutely burned me. So... You know, I've, gotten, I've heard from multiple people that I've talked to that they, they see something in Missouri that I don't, so I don't know what it is with that team in my eyes. They just aren't made for each other. So guess what, Missouri? I'm not going to bet against you again, all right? You got me twice. That's it. No more. So Tennessee plus 12.5 didn't hit, and then Arizona plus um, – I'm sorry, Arizona minus 21.5 did not hit, and don't even get me started on that game. Arizona and Khalil Tate. Did exactly what I expected them to do. They got out to a 28 nothing lead. 28 nothing lead at halftime. I was like, this game's in the bag. They're going to absolutely cover this game. No problem. Wasn't even sweating it. Next thing you know, second half comes around, and Arizona decides we're just going to let Oregon State roll right down the field and score on us every single possession. Oregon State court scored four touchdowns in the second half. They just traded touchdown for touchdown for touchdown for touchdown. I don't believe they um, – punted the ball at all they only threw an interception late in the game after they recorded an onside kick so arizona minus 21 and a half didn't cover however fortunately for i believe most of you that got the line late you probably got the line at minus 21 so it was probably a push so good for you and then in the nfl the titans minus four and a half they won by four so another bad beat so two bad beats to end my weekend not too happy about it titans Uh, Gave up a 70-yard pass to A.J. Green and Andy Dalton. They were down three. Next thing you know, DeMarco Murray scores on a pass from Mariota with about 36 seconds left, and they win 24-20. Don't cover at minus 4.5, so your boy was upset. Regardless, regardless, still 6-5 and on the week. I'm now 25, 16, and 1 overall. That's 61% of you for those math nerds at home, 61%. And I'm still really not happy with it. I know I can do better. Uh, last week, I on- honestly should have been 8-3. A couple bad beats there at the end make me now 6-5. and five, So that's just how gambling is. But we're on to the next week. And I have a very, very good feeling about this week. There, Especially in college football, there's about seven games that I know I know I have a very good feeling we'll hit. Usually, I'm not this keen on seven games um, or this many games to be honest. But this week, I just I just have a feeling. So let's get started with uh, my week twelve of college football my picks. So this week's picks, week twelve college football and week eleven of the NFL. I'm gonna pick uh, nine games, college football, one game NFL, like I've been doing all along. Uh, we have. First things first, before I get to my picks, make sure as always you follow me on twitter at ben's underscore bets underscore pod. you subscribe to the podcast. The podcast name is Ben's bets uh, I'm trying to get this account going and running We we really kind of started out strong and now we've kind of plateaued We're not really s- sloping down, but we've just kind of plateaued so um trying to get that up and going. I'm trying to interact with people a little bit more. if you noticed on Tuesday night. I predicted the first eight teams exactly how the college football committee ranked them. I said on Sunday night, I said, this is going to be the rankings 1 through 20. I got 1 through 8 perfectly correct. I've had people tell me, Ben, you're an idiot. Ben, Clemson, there's no way Clemson's going to be number two. Miami just beat the number three team in the country by 33 points. There's no way. Guess what? I told you Clemson would be ranked number two, and they were. Why? Because Clemson had a very good September. They played a lot of top 15 teams, and the committee thinks about that stuff. Besides, Clemson did just kind of handle Florida State with ease. So, And I know Florida State's a bad team this year in the ACC, but still, Florida State's still Florida State. So, like I said, predi- predicted 8 of 8. Uh, I'm not going to brag. I mean, I kind of just did, but regardless, I know college football, so... You don't even have to watch on Tuesday nights. You can just come to my Twitter page on Sunday nights and know the rankings right then and there, and problem solved. All right, here we go. Week 12 of college football. The first game of the week that I'm going to pick is the TCU Horned Frogs versus the Texas Tech Red Raiders. All right, so TCU is 8-2, 5-2 in the conference. Texas Tech is 5-5 five and 2-5 five, and and in the Big 12. So, obviously, TCU's ranked 12th in the country. They just got came off a bad loss to Oklahoma, where they really got blown out in that first half. It was 38-14. The line in this game I saw was 7. So, Kenny Hill's not playing great as of lately. TCU started out 7-0. and They're 1-2 in their last three. Um, but TCU's offense, defense, and special teams are all ranked in the top 30 in the country. And if they win out, they're, they have a spot in the Big 12 championship because they beat Oklahoma State, who's right behind them. In comparison, Texas Tech's 5-5, five 2-5 five, in the conference. They're 1-4 and four in their last five. Texas Tech has some very weak wins. I mean, they've beaten Baylor. They've beaten Kansas, I believe. So they don't, you know, not great wins. Texas Tech also has the 65th-ranked defense in the country, and their special teams is in the bottom third of all College football teams so I think TCU rebounds they need a big win they need to jump back up a little bit in the um in the committee's rankings because here's the deal I mean could you possibly leave out a two lost TCU team that I mean their only losses were to a ranked Iowa State team at the time and a ranked Oklahoma team a top five Oklahoma team when they lost so I mean if TCU does win out does win the big 12 championship game depending how the rest of the country fares out TCU could kind of have an, have an argument, so they're t- I, I wouldn't consider them out just yet. I know a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, after the third rankings, there's never been a team nine or lower that has made it into the college football playoff. I understand that. However, let's just see what happens, all right? So give me TCU minus seven as my first pick of the week, and I'm feeling pretty confident about that. Next game we're gonna to go to is Mississippi State versus Arkansas. So Mississippi State's seven and three. They're three and three in the conference, and Arkansas is four and six and one and five in the conference. Now, here's the thing: M- Mississippi State's seven and three, but you want to hear who the three losses are against? Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. Oh, that's right, only three teams in the top seven of the country, including number one and a former number one. That being said, Mississippi State is a good team right now. They're ranked 16 in the country. Arkansas, on the other hand, not so much. Arkansas is four and six. They're one and five in the conference. They've, they they they're only winning the conference is against Mississippi by one point. Mississippi's not a great team. Arkansas has some very weak wins this year. I mean, they've beat Coastal Carolina University, Mississippi. Like I said, they've beat some other bad teams as well, and they only have four wins as it is. Arkansas right now is allowing about 35 points per game. I think Mississippi State and Nick Fitzgerald are about to go off. That being said, Arkansas's defense and special teams rank, their defense is 97th best in the country, and their special teams are 95th best in the country. In comparison, Mississippi State has the 14th best defense in the country and the 18th best special teams in the country. And what really shocked me in this game when I was looking at this matchup is Mississippi State lets up about 120 less yards on defense than Arkansas. Now, this line was set at 12. I think Mississippi State covers in this game as well. I think they cover minus 12. I think this Mississippi State team is a very good team. I mean, like I said, their only three losses are against three top seven teams. So there's not many teams in the country that can compare resumes with Mississippi State with the same amount of losses, meaning that three loss teams, the probably the best three loss team in the country is Mississippi State. And I'd probably rank them over some other two loss teams that are ranked higher than them. Just because of who their schedule is against, so give me Mississippi State minus twelve. Next game, Rutgers versus Indiana. Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers. Shout out to Rutgers. All right, so both these teams are four and six. Rutgers is three and four in the conference. Indiana's four and six, or I'm sorry, one and six in the conference. So Rutgers last week actually got out to like a, a pretty good start against Penn State. That game was six nothing in the second quarter, and for a second, I was like, damn, that line was at. 31 Penn State didn't end up covering they won by 29 kind of got a slow start there and then woke up realized it was Rutgers and decided to actually play some football Um, that being said this line in this game is 11 points now obviously Rutgers isn't a great team but here's the thing neither is Indiana Indiana's 1-4 in their last five they have the 70th best offense in the country Their defense is pretty good, but some of their wins are against pretty bad teams. Uh, Their last win was against Illinois. I think they beat Purdue as well, I'm pretty sure. That being said, Rutgers, I feel like, is basically even with Indiana. I mean, Rutgers is 3-2 in their last five. They they don't have the best offense in the world, I'm going to admit that. However, Rutgers did beat Maryland a couple weeks ago. They did beat Purdue. They beat Illinois. So they do have some wins against the lower tier of the Big Ten. This, that's the same exact wins that Indiana has. I mean, Indiana's played a little bit harder schedule. They've played Wisconsin and uh, Mississippi State. But I think Rutgers can kind of hold their own here. So give me Rutgers plus 11 in this game to cover. The next game I'm going to pick, Iowa State at Baylor. 2.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Big 12 matchup here. So Iowa State 6-4, and 4-3 four, four and three in the conference. Baylor is 1-9, 1-6 in the conference. Baylor's only win was against Kansas. So Baylor right now is letting up about 465 yards per game. That's a lot of yards, a lot of yards. Iowa, in comparison, their defense is the 22nd best defense in the country. So they're not letting up many yards, many points at all. There's are um, stopping teams. And in a, in a conference like the Big 12, where offenses just go off every weekend, to have a very good defense is a rarity. So credit to Iowa State. They're getting a job done out there defensively. They were ranked last week. They lost in a shootout 49-42 against Oklahoma State. They were up 14-0 to start that game. They've played very well, I thought. I watched most of that game. Uh, they just lost it at the end. Mason Rudolph made some plays for Oklahoma State. And Iowa State's coming off back-to-back losses. This was a team that started out 6-2. Now they're 6-4. Baylor Baylor's just one of the worst teams in the country, plain and simple. Baylor's offense is about 107th in the country, and their defense is about 99th. So, obviously, like I said, one of the worst teams in the country, especially in the uh, Power 5 conferences. Give me Iowa State minus 9. I'm not sure why this line is at minus 9 right now. Uh, At one point on the bookie I use, they took it off. Regardless, I think Iowa State covers minus 9. This team is due for a win. I think they'd get a big win, get themselves ranked again, probably in the high 20s, 22, 23, something like that. But I think Iowa State can kind of resurrect their season. And, and, you know, the Cyclones aren't used to winning all that much out there. So if they could, you know, get eight wins, something like that, finish eight and four, I think that'd be a very successful season for them and something to build off of next year. And so, you know, give me Iowa State minus nine in this game against the Baylor Bears. Next game I'm going to talk about, Hawaii at Utah State. Hawaii at Utah State in the Mountain West. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I told you Utah State is my team. Whenever I bet on Utah State, they always win the game. I used to bet on them as an underdog. They would always win the game. They wouldn't just cover it. They'd win the game. This time, Utah State is a favorite by about 11 points right now. So Hawaii's coming in 3-7. and seven. They're 1-6 in the Mountain West. Utah State's 5-5, five and 3-3 five, three and three in the Mountain West, so Utah State's obviously a better team. There's a couple jarring things about this um, game that kind of stuck out to me. Hawaii's overall ranking is about 116th. So they're one of the worst 15 teams in the whole country out of all college football teams. They have a bottom three defense in the country, meaning their defense is ranked probably like 127th, 128th, and the whole entire country. They're just a bad team in general. They aren't playing that well as of now this game is at three o'clock eastern time which means in utah that's probably what 12 o'clock noon maybe one o'clock in the afternoon which means for hawaii that's like 9 a.m in the morning so these kids are going to be running basically on fumes not used to the schedule they're coming east i mean i know they come east with all their away games but usually those away games don't start till later at night so this is going to be an early wake-up call for hawaii i expect utah state to come out gone Utah State's got an 86% chance to win this game. They have very good special teams, and Utah State's defense is, is all right. It's mediocre. It's not great, but, I mean, for Utah State playing in the Mountain West, it's not the, not the worst thing in the world to have a pretty good defense. Hawaii is right now letting up about 458 yards per game. They're only scoring 25 and letting up 34. Utah State is at least scoring more points than they're giving up. And a couple of weeks ago, like I said, Utah State beat uh, New Mexico. And Hawaii has been 1-4 and in, in their last five, and their only wins against a bad San Diego State University team who everyone in the Mountain West just beats up on. Give me Utah State minus 11. Quick little story about this game. I like this line so much. I On Sunday night, I saw the line. I said right away, I got to bet on it. I bet on it, right? I liked it so much. Then Monday morning, I opened up my laptop, I saw the line again, and I was like, man, this line is just too good. So I bet on it again, and then I realized, I was like, I already bet on it. So I double bet this game. That's how confident I am. Now, it wasn't on purpose, obviously, but regardless, both times I saw this line and was like, I have to bet this game. So that's how I feel, and that's how strong I feel on Utah State covering minus 11 for me. Like I said, Hawaii, your name's the Rainbow Warriors. That's just a soft name. So give me Utah State minus eleven. All right, next game I'm going to go into Syracuse at Louisville. Syracuse at Louisville. Syracuse is four and six, two and four in the ACC. Louisville is six and four and three and four in the ACC. Obviously, the big story with Louisville is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson actually isn't playing that bad this year. I think it's his supporting cast that isn't playing great. I mean, he's got about 21 touchdowns, 6 interceptions in the passing game, over 3,000 yards. And in the running game, he's already got about almost 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. So he's responsible right now for about 36 touchdowns 10 games in. That's crazy. He's playing very well, and they have a top 10 offense in the country. I don't think Syracuse can win this game at all. I don't think they can win this game at all. However, I do think Syracuse can cover. The line right now is at 13. Syracuse has lost many close games. They lost to Florida State a couple weeks ago by three. They lost to Miami by eight points. They beat Clemson. They beat Pitt. And last week, they did lose to Wake Forest in an absolute shootout in the Carrier Dome. But I think Syracuse has what it takes right now to at least cover against Louisville. They're across the board. Their special teams, offense, and defense. They're all decent. They're, you know, in the mid-ranks throughout the country. They have a very hard schedule, like I mentioned. In comparison, Louisville isn't that impressive with some of their wins. I mean, they've, they've beat a, a Florida State team who's not good, Virginia who's not good. They beat a Purdue team who's at the bottom of the Big Ten to start the year. They lost big to Clemson. They lost to NC State, a ranked team. They even lost to Boston College. So... I don't think Louisville is that great. They have a very bad defense. Both teams give up, on average, about the same amount of points at about 29 points. So there isn't really an edge that way in defenses. And like I said, I think Syracuse has played some, some very hard games. So give me Syracuse plus 13 in that game. Next game, I'm going to discuss Purdue at Iowa. Purdue at Iowa. Purdue's four and six, two and five in the Big Ten. Iowa's six and four, three and four in the Big Ten i was coming off a bad loss against wisconsin and not necessarily bad in a in a atrocious way but they just could not move the ball on offense to say the least they could not move it at all but here's the thing and i was kind of surprised by that because nathan stanley is actually the iowa quarterback right now is actually playing pretty good he's got 22 touchdowns five interceptions uh, not throwing the ball deep a lot i mean he's only got about 2,000 yards but that being said Iowa, I think, is, you know, they were ranked last week when they played Wisconsin. They lost, so now they're probably just out of the rankings, probably at 28-29, something like that. They're playing a bad, bad, bad Purdue team right now. Purdue's 1-4 in their last five, and they're only one out of the last five games against Illinois, who's the doormat of the Big Ten right now. Purdue has an okay defense, but their special teams is one of the worst in the country, one of the bottom ten special teams in the country. So I expect Iowa to make a big play somewhere in that game, on special teams uh, last week Iowa had a couple pick sixes which really helped them out a lot in fact they were the only points Iowa scored but Iowa has an 80% chance to win this game which is a lot for a seven and a half point favorite Iowa is home and they're three and two in their last five and they did beat Ohio State they played a Northwestern team lost an overtime to them they absolutely blew out Illinois whereas Purdue had a lot more trouble with Illinois and um, Iowa beat Minnesota so I think Iowa covers in this game. I think they do win big. Uh, I think they kind of propel themselves up, maybe back into the rankings, maybe at like 24, 25, something like that. Give me Iowa. I mean, both these teams are letting up about the same amount of yards at 370. Iowa scoring a couple more points on average. So give me Iowa minus 7.5 in this game. Purdue's coming off a 10-point loss to Northwestern, who's ranked. So, as we know, Purdue isn't the best team. Lower tier in the, bottom, or in the Big Ten. So, give me Iowa minus 7.5 in this game. Okay, the next game I'm going to pick is the Army Black Knights at the North Texas Mean Green. There they are again, the North Texas Mean Green, the fighting machine. There they are. So, North Texas is actually getting a lot of yards right now on offense, about 475 yards on offense contrary to that, they're letting up about 415 yards on offense and the rush yard the, the amount of rush yards they allow is about 172 which is very poor, uh, one of the worst in the countries. As we know, Army plays that triple option style you know run 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 run, occasional pass. Army's getting about 350 yards on the ground every game this season so far. Army's eight and two, they've won six straight. they have a very good offense. And their special teams, Army special teams, are one of the top 10 in the country, so give them credit there. Now, Army's, here's the thing. As much as I'm talking about Army, Army's plus three in this game. They're plus three. North Texas, seven and three. They got blown out a couple weeks ago against FAU, the only really good team in their conference, coached by Lane Kiffin, obviously. And North Texas has one of the worst defenses and one of the worst special teams in the country. Both are over 100 in their overall ranking. A lot of... um. North Texas' wins have been against teams in their terrible conference. Therefore, I don't really think they're that good. So Army's plus three in this game. So give me Army plus three to cover. I feel very confident about this game. So if it comes back to bite me, it comes back to bite me. But give me Army plus three in this game. All right, the final college game I'm going to talk about today is the Nevada Wolfpack against the San Diego State Aztecs, SDSU. So Nevada's 2-8 right now. They just came off a win against San Jose State, whose San Jose State, I think, is certified the worst team in college football. Nevada is a a 16-point underdog. San Diego State's favored by 16. San Diego State right now is 8-2, 4-2 in their conference. San Diego State's defense is playing very, very, very good. They let up about less than 300 yards per game. You can't find too many colleges that let up less than 300 yards per game. And they let up about 18 points per game, which is very small. This game's the Mountain West. It's the night game, 1030 at night. For those on the East Coast, obviously, you'd have to stay up late a little bit. But that's the best part of Saturdays in college football. So what shocked me about this game was when I went on to do some research, I found that San Diego State is letting up, I'm sorry, San Diego State is letting up 200 yards less than Nevada on defense. Nevada's letting up just short of 500 yards on defense. Their defense is one of the worst in the country, obviously, because they let up 500 yards per game. And their special teams is one of the worst 15 special teams units in the country. So Nevada's a very bad team. They're two and eight, don't have much really to show for. San Diego State is pretty good across the board. Overall, San Diego State's about in between the 40th and the 50th best team in the country. So they're somewhere in the 40s there. They're, I mean, I don't think they're gonna be ranked anytime soon just because they do play in the Mountain West and their strength of schedule isn't the greatest. Uh, they did lose a couple weeks ago against Boise State and not a close game, but a, it was an okay game. And they did get blown out by Fresno, which is a little bit scary, but Fresno is a very good team out there in the Mountain West. So give me San Diego State minus 16. I got this line earlier in the week for minus 15 when it first came out. Right away, I saw the line, I was like, I have to pick it. So I'm glad now that the line's gone up because obviously people are realizing like how good San Diego State is in comparison to Nevada. Give me San Diego State minus 16. And that concludes my college picks for this week. On to the NFL. NFL, last week the Titans didn't hit for me at minus four and a half. However, have no fear. I will bounce back this week. So for this week, I'm going to have to do it. I always tell my friends I don't like to bet the teams I root for. But if you're going to give me the Eagles at minus three and a half against the Cowboys, the Eagles are coming off a bye. Carson Wentz is playing peak football right now. He's doing very well, 23 uh, touchdowns and five interceptions. The Eagles, what, what people don't talk about a lot, the Eagles have one of the best point differentials in the league. I mean, obviously that's why they're a top of the league, but they have 104 point differential. They just smoked Denver before they went into their bye. They were up 44-9 in the third quarter. Denver looked like a JV team out there. The Cowboys, they just lost to the Falcons, and guess what Zeke just said said yesterday, he's not gonna appeal suspension anymore, he's gonna serve it. So he's gonna go over to Europe, drink a couple beers, probably get in trouble over there. Regardless, the Cowboys don't have Zeke. As we saw last week, what happened when they didn't have Zeke, they got annihilated. Atlanta came out, they sacked Dak Prescott, I believe, eight times. Tyron Smith is out for Dallas, their left tackle. I think Tyron Smith's gonna be out again. He's questionable right now, but this is a divisional game, and I think the Eagles are just a very, very good team this year. That might be biased because I am an Eagles fan, but they've won seven straight. And in comparison to teams, the Eagles teams in the past, this team just is something different. And I think that all starts with the quarterback position. And look who we got there, the best in the league. So Dallas is I mean, Dallas is five and four right now. If you look at who their good wins are against, they beat Kansas City, which is a good win, but Kansas City's now sliding a little bit. And they've beat Washington at Washington, so that's a divisional game, so I'll give it to them there. But other than that, they really don't have that many good wins. So that being said, I think the Eagles cover minus 3.5 in this game. Uh, They're hot right now. I expect them to stay hot. I expect them to go to the Super Bowl, honestly, at this point with how well they're playing. So shout out to them so that concludes this week's picks on ben's bets podcast as always uh follow me on twitter at ben's underscore bets underscore pod here's the thing this is my fifth week doing it i've been four for four so far every week's been in the positive every week's been in the positive how many other people can say that i'm waiting exactly None. that being said tell your friends Retweet the account. I mean, I'm trying to build this thing up. I'm trying to make you guys money. You're not going to find any other place in the world where someone else does the work and you make money for. Um, overall I'm overall hitting at 61%. 61% is very good. And like I said, I've now picked 41 games. So I do have a little bit of a track record now, at least on Twitter, for the games I've picked on Twitter. You know, I, I like getting messages. People tell me, who do I like tonight? Who do I like whenever? So as always, favorite, retweet, like, whatever you want to call it. On Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Ben's underscore bets underscore pod. And on subscribe, rate, like, review, everything you can on iTunes. Because, uh, I mean, so far the numbers have been coming back pretty good. A uh, little decline after the first couple episodes. I'm not really sure why that is. Because, to be honest, I don't understand why people don't want to just listen to me and make money. I mean, it's pretty simple to me. Like, you're getting paid to listen to this podcast. Think about that. You are getting paid to listen to this podcast. The information I'm giving you is going to make you money. That just, that isn't common nowadays, but that's just out of the generosity of my heart that I'm doing it for you. The least you can do is maybe give me a retweet on Twitter, something like that. As always, I want to keep doing this, and uh, next week is Thanksgiving, so I'm not sure yet how I'm going to Film the podcast that week Because usually I film on Thursdays But this time next week I'll be stuffing my face with turkey Catch you guys next week This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue Two young lovers With nothing better to do then sit around the house Get high and watch too. And here's what happened When they decided to cut loose They headed down we hey.